welcome to another episode of Sweet Valley Online. This week, we're discussing Sweet Valley Twins number 47, Jessica's new look. I'm Dove, and I look fucking awesome in glasses. And I'm here with my not-so-evil twins, Wing and Raven. I'm Wing, and I have worn contacts almost since the first day I was prescribed glasses. I'm Raven, and to be honest, I'm so blind I thought this was a butcher's shop, and I came in to buy some sausages. In Jessica's new look, the worst thing in the world has happened to Jessica. She will now be ugly and unwanted for the rest of her natural life. She has to wear glasses. And she doesn't want to. And that's the fucking plot. The B-plot is that Aaron Dallas asks her on a date, which of course ties back to her being ugly now she wears glasses. Then I don't care. The C-plot is that Elizabeth has been asked to write an article for the Sweet Valley Tribune about students who make a difference. The unicorns, being the fame whores that they are, decide that the article must be about them and are even willing to do something useful if it means getting their names in print. They arrange a skatathon in order to buy encyclopedias for the school, and it's a rousing success. They even manage to poke fun at Amy and Elizabeth, who are convinced it will fall apart. Honestly, the most interesting thing about this book is the cover. It raises two questions. Why is Jessica wearing a prom dress? And why does Elizabeth have a 50s-style pompadour? This book is a boring piece of shit, and I fucking hated it. Thoughts? I'm not sure that dress is fancy enough to be a prom dress, because clearly that's the important part of what you just said. Yeah, to be fair, having sort of looked at prom dresses, it's probably not fancy enough, but it is really fancy for... Homecoming. Homecoming dress. But uh, you are not wrong about Elizabeth's hair, and I cannot stop staring at it now. (laughs) Yeah, she does got that 50s throwback look about her. Mark Lamar. Or um, Henry Bowers. And it does also look like Jessica's gone peaky unicorn. She's basically (laughs) dressed as Barney. Also, um, Raven, don't those glasses that she's wearing look like the NHS glasses uh, from our childhood because I remember being offered those glasses because they were free and I knew about three girls in my class who were wearing them and my mother uh, was a bit... She didn't want her daughter having the very, very worst because she thought people would judge her. So she actually paid £20 for my glasses. So I had the next stage up for those glasses. But I knew about three people who had the pink plastic mottled effect NHS glasses and I can feel that Wing is hating me every time I say NHS. I apologise. 20 whole pounds, huh? 20. 20 whole pounds. In my defence, I was I was 12, so before you're 18, the NHS takes care of you almost entirely, like dental work is free and um, all prescriptions are free and it's okay. I Don't be jealous because our politicians are doing their fucking best to sink the NHS. So, soon we'll be as fucked as you. The thing with the glasses as well, yes, you you do get free prescriptions, but you'd still have to pay to get anything that that wasn't a brand, oh, look at you, you, you've got the crappy NHS glasses. Yeah. You know, um, because you you could get the free, and looking at them, no, they don't look like the ones that we used to wear, but then again, the ones that the boys used to wear weren't, what colour are they? Are they pink? They're pink, yeah, like, because I remember them, uh, they're very large, the NHS ones, like proper eyebrow to bottom of the mouth, kind of, like Dame Edna, proper huge, um, but I did know a couple of girls in my school who who had 
the pink mottled you are a girl here is your nhs glasses effect okay well the ones i mean the ones of the i remember were black Oh. That's because you're boys. Boys get black. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we didn't get pink glasses. But I'm, I'm uh, trying to... I, I can't really focus. I can't find a big picture of this thing. Hmm. <laughs> Ironically, I can't, I can't see it properly. <laughs> um, so, because the entire, co- the entire cover is purple, pink, pink, and pastel. Right. And uh, puce and poncy. Then I can't really make out the glasses enough. To see if the shape of the glasses is the same shape as the ones that I remember. So uh, this sort of plastic, maybe not pink, but plastic big frames was really popular when I started wearing glasses at, at like eight. So early 90s. <clears throat> and a pair like Jessica has there, I would guess maybe $100, maybe more for a pair of glasses. Wow. So that's just really the frames that you have to get the glass put in, like the actual prescription put in them. Like now my glasses cost, if I bought them like through the optometrist, even a cheap optometrist versus say online, which is obviously an option, they still cost about 150 or 200. To be fair, when we, we buy glasses, they're roughly about the same. Yeah. Maybe is that dollars you're talking? Yes. Well, yeah, well they probably might even be a bit more expensive then. Because they're about but these one... are like the bare minimum. Oh, right. I see. Classes, yeah, well, so... bare, bare minimums, fair enough. Because ours are. I mean, I could go much higher. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I don't even wear yeah. glasses. Live by my contacts. It's but... weird though. Do you? Can you get the mail order glasses? Do you have that as a service? So we now have a bunch of online places. I think there's stuff like Zenni or Zini Optical and things like that. And I have friends who swear by them, and they're super cheap. Maybe ten buck glasses. Yeah. Uh, plus, like the for the frame, and then whatever it costs to put the actual glasses in. So I've heard good things, but uh, I haven't worn glasses since that became a thing. Like I've only had my contacts in that time. Well, I I used to wear contacts, and I've gone back to glasses just because I can't be bothered with contacts, and I'm I'm old. <laughs> you know, I don't have to look trendy. Your wife thinks uh, people in glasses are actually sexier. Fantastic, thank you. He does look good in glasses, it's true. Thank you very much. Um, the thing with um, the glasses, I think when they came out with the mail order glasses service, it, it, it felt almost felt like Uber. Like It felt like a step change in the right direction for glasses. Oh, because okay. you could basically, buying glasses in this country until then was like you could spend, you could get your voucher, so you've got your free lenses and a certain amount on frames. And you, you could either buy the free frames, which were 25, uh, you know, which were the, the cost of the voucher. Mm-hmm. And looking at Jessica's, uh, the, the picture on the book, were those frames, basically. Those frames in black or those frames in pink. Very cheap plastic. Like, sure. it was either very hard and would snap easily or very soft and would shake. Okay, yeah. Or you could spend about a tenner and buy something which was just shit as well. Or the next step up was you could spend 130 quid. Mm. Oh, and that so no was it. middle ground. There was really. no middle ground. And what this new, the mail order glasses thing did, I remember when it came on TV, when I was like, what the hell's this? This is great. Suddenly, you were getting the full glasses without the script, without even the, um, the voucher for like £25. That's and they send, yeah. send you three, three different pairs, you tried them on and you could send them back. And it was like, yeah, yeah, that's correct. That's how to do it. That's, right. that's you know, a, a decent price. And 
I'm surprised if your business model works. It obviously does because they're still in business. Um, but it just it sort of it made you think. Well, how much how much money were were, uh, were opticians making oh, on these yeah. things? You know what I mean? Just ridiculous. <laughs> the market on it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, absolutely ludicrous. Raven and I said we were going to do that next time, so we went for our eye test, going, "Oh, new glasses! This is going to be so sexy." And we both came out going, "Yeah, my eyesight's precisely the way it was three years ago." Mm, yeah, we don't Same. need new Maybe glasses. Maybe next time. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that is one reason a root for your eyes to get worse so that you yeah. get new glasses. <laughs> yeah, or prescription sunglasses, that's the thing. Yeah, definitely. Ooh, yeah, that's true. Anyway, we seem to be just talking about glasses and not about, not about the book. Well, to be fair, the book's about glasses. Just you know, The book is about glasses. glasses, but it wasn't a 200-page diatribe on how to buy glasses, was it? It might have been. It I should have been. <laughs> Maybe it should have been. Maybe it should have been. I just hated this book. I think this is the first official time where I was genuinely angry to be recapping a book and felt that it was actively wasting my time. Really? I f- I felt slightly like that in Danny Means Trouble, but I enjoyed the B-plot of Jessica desperately trying to work out and actually getting heavier because she was putting on muscle. Whereas the entirety of this book, I was just like, you know what? Fuck off. Fuck the fuck off. I hate you. Just die. Fuck off. Can I say, well, I I, I sort of agree. Do you know why it was the first time that you have had had that thought? It's because every other time a bad book's been, you've been like, oh, oh, Wing, oh, 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 Raven, would you like to swap books? This one, this one you might like. Yeah, you can read about Ithig. You can do that. Yeah, go on then. Have fun. (laughs) I have literally (laughs) not swapped any terrible books with you. I don't believe that for a second. You've given (laughs) us some nasty books. Uh, how, How come I got Ithig and the class trip? Because you insisted on going third. Wing said, you know what, I'll brave it, I'll go first. And you went, oh, can I go last? Because I've never recapped before. And that's how the pattern works. I am pretty sure you, you do said to the Wink, maths. Do the maths. It's book 12. I'm pretty sure. That when was I your did, fourth when, recap. When I, <laughs> pretty sure. When I did, I'm sure you've had a conversation with Wing where you were mocking me because I had to do that book. Oh no! Well, I. It was already assigned to you. Yeah, neither of us would trade with you. Yeah, (laughs) basically, Wing got in contact with me privately, and she went, "I've heard there's a book where it's just fairy stories and just bullshit." And I went, "Yeah, don't worry, it's assigned to Raven." And then gave her a heads up on which one, just in case you wanted to trade. That was it. We didn't give it. We didn't swap you into it. It was just assigned to you because you wanted to go third. I still feel that duped. she probably has swapped out of books that were terrible to give them to us because she's flat out said, "Oh, anytime I don't want to recap something, I just say, hey, wing, hey, Raven, would you recap this?'" So you know, that is a matter of record. We have that on public forum. Yeah. We can go back and listen to but that. But that particular book was already. Yeah, used. well, that is fair. Yeah. That is fair. Yeah, but to be honest, I just absolutely loathe this book. Just, oh. I think it was a bad, it was a hard sell for us because obviously we've, all three of us have got sort of um, visual impairments in some way, you know, contacts for, 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 for Wing and then both spectacles and glasses for, for me, me and Dove. So it's a book in which ostensibly our favourite character is basically going, yeah, you guys are bellends. Look at the state of you, you nerds. Mm. Certainly that hasn't happened with her hatred of fat people or nerds or yeah. smart people or all of that. But no, you're right. It's a very, 
it drives really home to that point. And it's something that I don't understand. Like, I never cared about that part. Like, I was just excited to be able to see. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I was um, so excited about the idea of um, wearing glasses that I actually deliberately misread the bottom line of my eye test. And much later in life, when I was about 21, uh, my best friend was actually my lifelong optician uh, because I had the flat above the opticians. And one day I was like, okay, I've got something to tell you. And so I told him that back when I was like 11 or 12, I had faked the last line of my test. And he went, yeah, Dove, your eyes are shit. You needed glasses anyway. (laughs) What you thought was right was probably wrong anyway. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I feel a lot less bad about deceiving people on this. I felt guilty for a whole decade. And really, I was even more screwed than I thought. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. But I was so desperate to wear glasses. Like, I was like, oh, oh you know what? Funny. I'll just pretend I, I think that R is an E or whatever. So it would have been amazing if you were like, right, okay, I'm going to fake this last line. But you actually couldn't read any of them. And the guesses that you made to make it yeah. up were just perfect. Yeah. Like, yes, 2020 vision. Well done. Off you go. I'm going to throw Ostrich under the bus here. Uh, but he got through. So you have to take a vision test here whenever you renew your driver's license. Uh, and he got through his vision test because he has it memorized from setting it up uh, for the, they use the same machine at the school where he worked. <laughs> and so he's memorized it. That's it. Cause he refuses to wear his glasses. Uh, and that's how he passed the vision test this last time he renewed his driver's license, which is a little bit terrifying to be honest. Mm. Can I ask why he refuses to wear his glasses? I mean, you can, but you were there when he refused to wear them. It was uh, the your wedding in Vegas is right after he got diagnosed mm. and had his glasses. But he wore them like one day and said they were super yeah. uncomfortable and he was never going to wear them again. So it was a, it's a comfort thing. I get I mean, that's what he says, whether it is or not, I can't tell you. <laughs> the thing is, I mean, my, my thoughts on wearing glasses are for the comfort thing. I mean, I, I know this, again, isn't something to do with the book because Jessica wasn't saying, I don't want to wear these right. because they make me face itch. Wearing glasses, f- and to be fair, wearing contacts, I liken it to wearing shoes. Mm-hmm. In that most of the time you've got shoes on, you know you're wearing shoes, but it doesn't really bother you. But every now and then when you get home, it's really nice to kick off your shoes. You know? I so, I mean, the comfort thing, it's, it's not as if it's like, I'm wearing these glasses. Oh, my God, they're spikes in my eyes. You know, it's... <laughs> right. It's... It, I, it, it, I it think that there's weird. probably a, an adjustment period, and I don't think he gave it long enough. Like, just a day of trying, like, no, that's not gonna... Because you're right, like, eventually you don't even feel them. You know they're yeah. there, but nothing. And so, a lot of people wear sunglasses, so yeah. their face is somewhat prepped right. for getting used to this. Like, if you go out for a day trip in a, on a sunny day, a lot of people will wear sunnies all day and go, oh, look... I've got little ridges on my nose. I look like I wear glasses. <laughs> oh my god! What sort of accent was that? That was a great accent. That was Kent. <laughs> I've not, I've not heard that was that was pompous Kent. I've heard your posh Kent, your nice Kent. Well, that was that was great. You have to do that accent more often. I like that. Yes, please do. That was delightful. Yeah, that was generic, silly, silly English person <laughs> who thinks it's really funny when life just fucking happens. No. The worst story I have about my glasses was when um, somebody once told me that, oh, well, I used to have a bad, well, most people have, have this issue, when people who wear glasses go out and it's raining and then they go into a warm house and it steams oh, up. Oh, I know the story. And of yes. course, I, um, thanks very much, yeah, yeah. Um, of course, I had um, big glasses that when, 
well, the glasses that I had, as well as my <laughs> my shape and my, my my facial features, I looked like the um, my glasses were steaming up, like like the comedian Benny Hill. I don't know if you know Benny Hill. Yeah. Sort of a, a fat idiot who walks in and is like, you know, steams up because he sees a saucy lady, and it just, you know, so I got a lot of stick because of that. So I, I, I heard that a good way to stop your glasses steaming up when you go out in the rain or you're caught in the rain is to have um is to coat your glasses first in washing up liquid a thin film oh, no. washing up up liquid so i said oh, okay no. yeah i'll do that and i was going to a party with my friends um i must have been about 15 16 i was like right i'll put some washing up liquid not realizing that you're supposed to maybe wash it off afterwards <laughs> and so i had like a big green globs of washing up liquid on just neat squirted onto me me glasses and then it did rain, and it washed down onto my cheeks. And I just let, you know, I was like, yeah, fine. And I was at this party, yeah, yeah, it was great. But I had washing up liquid on my cheeks. And then the next morning, because they were just, it was just on my face for literally an evening, I had massive scars on my cheeks. I looked like Seal, the singer. Massive sort of monkey testicles sewn into my face. Ah, yeah, so... They say glasses make you look intelligent. I can definitely say that's not the case in my in my experience. I feel a little bad for laughing so hard at that once you got to the scar part. But yeah, oh my proper God. scars. It was it was horrible. It was horrible. The story's amazing. Can I wade in with a tiny bit of trivia? You know, in order to keep everything anonymous, we give everyone bird names. Yes. My optician was literally called Robin. Yay. <laughs> nice work. Well, your optician was clearly meant to be a part of this group. Yes, ahead of his time. <laughs> nice. Another issue that I have with my glasses is that I have a metal allergy. Oh. Um, I just metal on my skin. Um, yeah. And so it reacts badly. I think it's the nickel in stuff, okay. so I get a rash. And that's why I don't wear much jewellery, because any nickel in the jewellery can, yeah. can set me off. And the it's like belt button, the belt buckle on my belly. Um, can do it, or even if I'm wearing a watch, the, the clasp on the watch can set me off. Uh, and it's not particularly bad, but right. it's itchy after a while, and I've got to take it off and maybe rub some cream it's on it, annoying. and then it goes away. It's yeah. annoying, yeah. So the glasses I have, um, I try to get as rimless as possible and have thick plastic coatings on the side because nice. if it touches my face, it does actually leave um, a ring or a scar. So, oh, gosh. Yeah. That must make finding glasses hard. Hmm. Should we perhaps be talking about the book? Yeah. No, clearly not. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, that's this is the thing. We have these issues with glasses, but any one of these things they could have used in the book to have Jessica have maybe some sort of realistic or believable reaction mm-hmm. to not wanting to wear them, even if she th- she thought they were uncomfortable and, and left them on for left it on for a day. I mean, I was too uncomfortable. I'm not going to wear them. But she immediately jumped to the very obvious, oh, you're a nerd, you're a dweeb, if you wear glasses. And it's just like, really, Jessica? I love the fact that like nobody cool wears glasses and only the nerdiest of the nerds, like Randy Mason and Leslie Forsyth and just all these other wastes of humanity who wouldn't be unicorns in a million, million years. Who's with all Leslie the purple- Forsyth? Uh, a girl who wears glasses. In this book? I think she's listed as one of the people who wears glasses. Oh, okay, Lois Waller wears glasses. Fat. Two counts of loserdom. Those are literally the only people who wear glasses. Like, 
no cool people ever have worn glasses. Like, there's no celebrities wearing glasses. You'd think there'd be one, wouldn't you? A famous actor yeah. or something. Right. Yeah. there are in reality. But... Yeah. Yeah. I always delight when I see um, pro wrestlers out of the ring wearing glasses, like Me AJ. Too. Like, as much as I hate Seth Rollins as a human being, when I saw him in glasses, I was like, oh, he's a glasses. Oh, I hate him. Never mind. It's a shame because he's so cute in his glasses, and yet he's just a dick of a person. So. Yeah. The worst. Yeah. So I think this is a really standard story over here that you see in this age range of books. I think there's even still some today that have been published where it's, oh, glasses will make me uncool or only nerds wear them or, oh, I'll look ugly or whatever. Like, I feel like this is such a standard story that gets told here, but I don't know of anyone who was teased like that about their glasses maybe if they were already being teased about things the glasses became one more target mm. yeah but not someone who was not teased that was then teased just because they had glasses so it seems like a, one of those things where you're told this is a thing that happens but you don't actually see it happening yeah because actually the reverse happened at my school because like when i walked in with my uh, glasses on the first day like someone went, oh you've got glasses i like them like Ooh. someone who never gave me the time of day. And if there was any reaction, it was like, oh, glasses. Like sometimes there wasn't a compliment, but there was, it wasn't like, ah, glasses, kill her. Well, what about from a guy perspective, Raven? Uh, how young were you when you got your glasses? Uh, I was 11 when I got my glasses. Okay. Yeah, I, I can't remember. I mean, I was called Specky Four Eyes a few times. Um, but that was just, you know, I was called a lot of things. I was called Buddha. I was called, <laughs> right. you know, there was lots of, you know, I, I don't think it was a, I think it was, it wasn't the cause of bullying, if you like, right. but it might have been a symptom of another sure. thing to pick on. But I never, I never felt like that they were a hindrance if, in that way. I never felt like they were a social stigma, but just because loads of people wear them. Right. That's very true. Yeah. One of the big stories that you sort of see, or one of the tropes that you sort of see replayed and repeated in, in many many um films and tv shows is that of the the wallflower turning into the beautiful swan when they take their glasses off and have a makeover so could it be that the glasses are associated with that because it's always the librarian types who then mm. become really cool and saucy when they take the glasses off I mean, yeah, you're, you're, you're really pretty under that under there right. and it's just like you're pretty anyway it's just just glasses right maybe especially if you somehow as jessica don't know people that you like that wear glasses maybe that is where she's mm. taking all of it from because if we're going to take this world of sweet valley for what it is and that only people she dislikes wears glasses then yeah of course she's gonna have no opinion of them except for that and what she sees in media and so yeah that's a good point because that is a very standard trope especially in the type of movies and tv shows that she would be watching that kind of teen rom-com and teen and comedy and high school stuff she would that seems like something that she would eat up mm. yeah that's interesting it's more interesting than the book the book was just <laughs> well let's talk about that continuity error in the b-plot or Hmm? Yeah, the B plot was the dating because she's definitely gone on a date before, right? She has. She's on a date with Josh Angler. She's on yeah. two dates with Josh Angler. Yeah, thank, yeah, I thought so. And I personally would have counted that whole bowling date and 
wherever they went after as a date just in the last book or two. But she definitely dated the older boys. So what's this about her being the first to get a date now? She was certainly the first before. So I mean, you can sort of understand that maybe it didn't count as a date to the parents and maybe even to her when it was, you know, he, he realized that she was 12 or whatever. And, you know, the double date thing. And it all came out, and it was like, you can sort of go, right, okay. Yeah, that was creepy and weird. You shouldn't really count that as a date, because you were lying to me, and and so on and so forth. Yeah. even if that's the case, it was definitely a date to the unicorns. She wouldn't have, she would not have played that down, and she didn't. I seem to remember in the book. It swept the school, didn't it? Like, initially, Jessica was absolutely humiliated that... You know, she wound up on a double date with Stephen and, oh, God, this is so embarrassing. And he found out I'm just a kid. And then, um, but the final line is roughly, well, the final line on the subject is, and then the rumours swept the school and, you know, Jessica was more popular than ever. So it definitely counted not just to the unicorns, but to the to the entire school. Yeah. And I can absolutely see the parents not calling a date. I can even see Josh be like, no, this isn't a date because this yeah. is weird and you lied to me. But she treated it like a date. And I never saw any sense that she changed on that aspect. Maybe she figured out that, okay, it wasn't really a good idea to be doing this. But she still thought of it as a date. And clearly, you're right. The unicorns of the school did, too. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be like the ear pierce thing. Like, you know how she wore... Uh, she stole those earrings in book five and then in book 43 she's like oh I want my ears pierced and it's like oh did you not then 40 odd <laughs> books ago maybe she's just right. a magpie she's stealing the shiny things well Make a nest. that is awesome <laughs> that's believable so <laughs> oh to briefly touch back on the glasses I'm actually super surprised that Ned doesn't have glasses almost he does occur- does he yeah, and she's like, yeah, it's totes okay for you because you're a dad. Nobody wants to fuck you. Oh, right, okay. Well, then Not I take even back Alice. Because like, every attorney I know wears glasses because we ruin our eyes. But you know what? Never mind. I take all that back. <laughs> Raven just gave me like the side eye there. I don't think she actually said nobody wants to fuck you. I will have to go back to check, but I'm fairly certain <laughs> I made that yeah, up. Yeah, the implication was there. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah, and then there was the C-plot about the skaterthon. Like, Elizabeth got... Um, awarded the junior journalist thing so she did an article about students who make a difference and the unicorns were so desperate to see their names in print that they actually did something fucking useful for once the thing is like none of this was given any screen time I'd have been much more interested in that if they'd have bumped it up to a plot yeah because at least it was something going on other than Jessica sitting in a room going I'm so ugly oh fuck off Jessica I did like where the A plot and the B plot and the C plot all came together at the skate-a-thon. Because Jessica's obviously sneaking out without wearing them. Like she'll have them on at the house and then take them off when she gets around actual people. Uh, but then her parents show up at the skate-a-thon, so she's desperately trying to skate with Aaron and dodge being seen and avoid this. And it's, it's kind of a ridiculous little farce, but it's about 30 seconds of fun. So it doesn't make up for the rest of the book being fairly boring. Also, I called bullshit on that. I've fallen over many times wearing glasses. I've fallen off horses. I've swum underwater wearing glasses because I am so scared of not being able to fucking see and I'm not touching my eyeball. And my glasses have never come off. It's actually why I switched to contacts was because it 
uh, sports and marching band stuff and various things like that, I was having trouble with my glasses. That's, I mean, that's just why I switched to contacts was to have, not have to worry about that. But that's interesting that not even coming off a horse. God, no. Glasses can fall off. It depends how well they're fitted to your face. That's true. Sure, it's like a hat, isn't it? If you've got a hat that's well fitted, it's not going to blow off in the wind. But if you just, if it's too loose, it'll blow off. Yeah. I've had glasses fall off because of I've sat on them and have bent the arm, and yeah. then put them on, thinking, oh, you know, straightened it out, going, oh, it's fine, and then they fine. don't fat fit me anymore properly, so <laughs> they have fallen off. Yeah, mine literally have not. In okay. that's wild. Yeah, from eleven to the age of very nearly thirty-eight literally never fallen off so that's why i called bullshit and also lois is fat so she's probably got a great big fat face and they'd have been straining against her you know given the way that sweet valley describes this girl who is either the same size as them or just unworthy of going on their front cover she knocked lois over didn't she in the book she did yeah she i sent think it would have been so much funnier if she was like oh quick i've got to do something i've got to knock lois over so she just runs into lois and lois just goes boom and she that just falls over great. and lois is like oh, yeah i'm like, like a tree Jax bitch. or You're something not me down. that would have been so cool yeah, that would have been like a good payoff for all the fat fat crap that they've I been doing so much why isn't lois as good as we we imagine she is because they don't know how to write fat people. I love her. I love the potential for her. I don't like the actuality of her because she just goes around apologizing for being fat and saying right. things like, oh, I'm so happy I'll go on a diet. No, you won't, Lois. Ugh, gross. Don't. Stop it. Don't do that for other people. Yep. Dove is adjusting her camera for a second there and I thought she was patting it like it was Lois and she was trying <laughs> to calm her down. <laughs> it's a very weird moment for me. The only bit I enjoyed was at the skaterthon. Um, Amy and Elizabeth rock up, ready to poke fun at the unicorns for fucking up. And they meet the unicorns outside, and the unicorns are very downcast and looking very sorry for themselves. And they're like, "Yeah, um, we got the skate park to open a um, you know a day early. Um, we didn't really make our position clear." Um, so the skate park is open, but the skates aren't here. They're still, they're being revitalized or something. I, it's still very unclear whether it's an ice skate or a roller skate. Hmm. Like there is like nothing in the text to say whether like the blades are being sharpened or whether the ball bearings are being tightened. There is literally nothing to indicate what kind of skate it is. And anyway, Elizabeth and Amy fall about laughing, going, ah, you fucking plebs, you're stupid, you're fucked up, this is hysterical, we're going to write an article about how thick you are, and they're like, yeah, well, you might as well go in, like, people are going to pretend to skate, because it's for a good cause, and they walk in, and everyone, of course, is skating just fine, yeah, and the unicorns finally got one over on Team Boring, and A plus for the unicorns, because Team Boring were being incredibly smug, and I just wanted to at them, so... It was amazing. Yeah, that was a high point. But everything else was so low. I am curious. Like, yeah, I did not actually notice that there was no clues to what kind of skate it was because I could make an assumption based on what it was like over here at the time and I did it without even thinking about it. What would your guess have been? Like, if you had to choose what they were skating, what were they skating? Ice skating. I was thinking roller for the 80s. Why ice skating? Because when I was growing up at that time, I went ice skating. <laughs> we didn't We didn't go out roller skating. We didn't have any roller skating rinks as far as I knew in, Interesting. in my, my hometown. 
But we, there was a, an ice skating rink relatively huh. close, so we went ice skating. My parents, uh, when I was little, took me to a roller disco at the Angel Centre. And I was like six at the time. I'm just sort of like imagining my parents because they had me when they were 40. So they were a bit older than the average roller disco crowd. And I'm just kind of like, I remember it being very small and the music, that them playing a bit of Kylie Minogue, which I liked. And there was lights and my dad was a good skater and my mum was a bad skater and I was a fucking terrible skater because my legs are different lengths. And there was a lot of falling over and... I think I had a good time, but I I just kind of remember it like as being so not my parents' thing, so I've got no idea why they went there. For you. Obviously. <laughs> uh yeah, I would I'm ninety five percent sure it was roller skating because that is a huge thing here even today but it was definitely a huge thing in the 80s and 90s and earlier my parents used to go on roller skating dates all the time in the 50s and 60s so but yeah i I would almost guarantee it's roller skating which i cannot do i have never learned to skate or ice skate i have no balance it sucks (laughs) i have surprisingly good balance but absolutely very little coordination so I stumble, mm. but then I have the balance to not fall. Oh, so I'll go, Whoy, I'm, I'm like, it looks like it's almost a comedy act, you know, because <laughs> I always awesome. remain on my feet, but I'm just flailing around like a buffoon. Well, now I kind of want to go to the skating ring. <laughs> so next time we have a holiday, we're going to yeah, have to make that happen. Definitely. Now that I can sit on the sidelines and drink hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, good, because if you were dragging me onto the rink, I was going to be like, oh, my disability, I can't do it. How dare you do this to me? I was totally going to play that card. I, <laughs> I was not even going to drag myself onto the awesome, rink. Awesome, okay. And actually, I don't know if Austrians can skate, cause they, uh, they hardly ever have skates his size. Mm. He has to have his own bowling shoes as it is, so... Huh. I don't know, I'd have to ask him. Nice. But again, we've got off topic. We uh, have. That's because this book didn't have much going on. It was just Jessica going, oh, I don't want to wear glasses. I don't want to be a it's nerd true. or a geek. It's and true. It's like, don't worry, you are not a geek. Our tribe will not have you. You're not smart enough. You're not interesting enough. I feel like those are all lies considering how much we love her. But sure. <laughs> I do like... And it's kind of a continuation of earlier books, obviously. But I like how the unicorns are so into boys right now. Like, they're so excited when their boys sitting at the unicorn or their table. And they're so excited when the boys walk by and they giggle and laugh. It's just, it's really kind of cute how they're just so Twitter-painted over them. Oh, good use of word there. I did like quite like the fact that Jessica was very, very good at talking to the boys at the unicorn and whereas the rest of the unicorns weren't very good at all they all wanted to talk about the latest soap operas and the usual crap or just sort of sit there and listen to the boys whereas jessica was talking about basketball because she was like hang on this is what they like isn't it because steven talks about basketball well in continuity she's Mm. an amazing basketball player per that book whatever it was which one was that oh is that the one where thingy second thingy broke up she she sprained her ankle was that the one or was it belinda was it Belinda? It was one, she got in trouble at one point because she yeah, said playing to play. mm. but, yeah, playing hooky. Yeah, playing hooky. Okay. By the time we get to book 95, I think it's called Battle of the Cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. 
Is it that one? Uh, she's never played basketball before. And in that book, she plays it for the first time and is surprised at how much fun it is. Oh, well, that's interesting. Damn it. But at this stage, she can't play basketball, <laughs> so that's okay. At this stage, it was good continuity. Yeah, it was nice that she also, like when Bruce was being a dick. And remember, listeners, every boy in this universe has a mullet. When Bruce was like, uh, you're only talking about basketball because we're boys and you want to impress us i bet you don't even know what this rule is and jessica's just like actually it's that bitches she's pretty impressive i did like her a lot there although you know that's not great continuity from bruce because i remember when she was on the team wasn't it a big deal that she was not going to be on the team or something like that i'm not necessarily sure that bruce cares about stuff like that so i don't know whether it's just a lack of continuity in this book because he seems completely uninvolved in pretty much everything that's going on at the school unless he can win by himself he seems to be quite solitary and not a team player in a even more so than jessica kind of way like the only thing he was interested in was the bikeathon, and that's just because he wanted to win a, a cool bike yeah, at the expense beat, of everyone Lewis, else yeah, yeah. Lois specifically I do think that's interesting because in general, yeah, that's when we when he's actually on page and does stuff, that's how he comes across. But there's always this little throwaway references to him being in the team sports. There's the stuff here. Back in the Carnival Ghost, there was that bit where one of the fortunes was that he'd become a famous quarterback and he was super excited. Like, it's weird that there's all these kind of throwaway references to it. Like, of course, that's what guys want. Guys like team sports, raw, raw football. Maybe he was just like really looking forward to being in a profession where date rape is sort of obligatory. But he doesn't have to be in a profession. He's a rich white guy. It's already there. Maybe he wanted to be around his fellow date rapists. Again, he's a rich white guy. They're already there. That's true. And also not assuming every professional football player is. Right. They're not. (laughs) Disclaimer and shit. People are just shit sometimes. But uh, yeah, so weird little details. But I did like that Jessica was so great. That was a really good point. Yeah. And then the rest of the unicorns are like, oh, my God, did you watch that TV movie about cancer? I cried all the way through it. Bruce, did you see that? It's like as if this guy gives a shit about anything to do with feelings. (laughs) Or cancer or anything. He would buy cancer for someone if he didn't (laughs) like them. That's true. I do. So Aaron invites this amazing first date and Jessica's the first one to date, even though that's obviously a lie. This first date is that Aaron invites her to a Lakers game because they have an extra ticket. I really have my doubts that they just randomly have an extra ticket to this professional basketball game. Did he go home and beg them to get another ticket? Did he (laughs) kill someone to get it? I mean, what's going on here? Oh, two budding serial killers. (laughs) I ship it. Yeah, he offed his, like, little brother or something. (laughs) No, I think this is a bit mean. Obviously, I think he was just being a bit, you know, we got an extra ticket. They haven't really got an extra ticket. He's going to go and buy an extra ticket. He's going to, you know, he's got a bit of money saved up. To be fair, that was my first option was he got a second ticket or another ticket. Uh, Though it's impressive he got seats them seats together so that's true well well, what he could have done is there could have been a few of them going but he bought an extra ticket and gave that one ticket get out of here yeah you go over there (laughs) sit in sit sit in the cheap seats brother out of the family yeah can you get like season (laughs) tickets like you can with football 
Oh, I mean, it could have been. But yeah, he could have got a season ticket and then... I mean, I guess, yeah, maybe one some... I, does he have siblings? I honestly don't remember. Maybe a sibling couldn't go or his dad couldn't go or something. Mm, maybe. Yeah, well, a friend of mine sort of goes with her friend and her friend's cousin and sometimes the friend's cousin doesn't come along. So right. they pick someone else and sneak yeah. him in. I think you're probably not supposed to do that, but it was the 80s, so who's who's going to check? <laughs> yeah, really? fair, fair. You're not supposed to bring someone else if you've got the ticket open? I'm not sure. Huh. You, you definitely can here. It's not okay. like tied to one person. To be honest, I don't know because like, I have literally never been to a football game in my life and I'm kind of going to die with that as my fact. Fair enough. Well, I've never been to a UK-style football game. <laughs> Our songs are better. I've had season tickets to hockey before, but that's about it. Oh, and to college football. College American football. Yeah. Go blue. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, not uh, that's interesting. I anyway, but yeah. So that just kind of was like, right? I do not believe you have an extra ticket just lying around for the Lakers that weekend. Just do not believe it. In that case, I'm going to go with a head cannon of it's a family season ticket, and you know, cousin or something couldn't go, or yeah, you know, I'm going to go with the head cannon that he killed someone. But cool. <laughs> they're gonna bond over where they bury the bodies also (gasps) i liked how jealous uh steven was that jessica was going on a date right Mm, jealous of what there steven indeed (laughs) yeah then again jessica he has been on a date with jessica hasn't he he'll be at a double date it's true that's very true he has a date with her every night in his dreams have we got anything, anything else to say about the book? It was a massive non-event. Yeah. <laughs> there is that time that Jessica convinces Elizabeth to go on a bike ride with her and casually bikes past Aaron's house. Like three crashes, times. Crashes, <laughs> yeah. And crashes into the yard because she doesn't, uh, she thinks that, what was it? She thinks that a cat is a bag blowing across the street. And until she gets close enough, she sees the cat and crashes. And it just killed me that she's like, I'm so cool. I'm so cool. I'm so. And there's Aaron to see it all. (laughs) Yep. That was pretty fun, to be fair. There's some great little details. It's just the A plot is. I did not find it as objectionable as Dev did, but I was bored. One thing I liked about it was Liz makes a joke about, oh, you should eat lots of carrots, they're good for your eyes. And she's like, yeah, yeah, and I'll do some exercises by like watching a pencil move back and forth. And then she has the unicorns over, and she's like eating carrot sticks and moving them around and watching them with her eyes. And the unicorns are like, are you going to share them? And she's like, no, fuck you, I need them. And they're all like, well, some hostess you are. And she's just there <laughs> hoarding all the carrots. I'm like, you do you, Jess. Unicorns need carrots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I mean, to be fair, the actual the stuff in where she was showing that she was short-sighted was actually done quite well. It was quite fun and all, quite believable, the things that she wasn't picking up and the things she was getting confused right. with. It was just her reaction to the whole thing, yeah. which was the, the massive downer. Yeah, and it really didn't matter how many good-looking people she saw in glasses. She was just like, no, my life's over. I'm a geek now. It's like, yeah. right. no, you're not. You're going to have to do something a lot more interesting than wear glasses to join our ranks. Yeah. I mean, the killing people, that's interesting, Clearly. but that's a slightly <laughs> different club. 
Yeah, it's Fight Club. No. Uh, I do like that the unicorns are always so obsessed with attention that they will try to do these really nice things. Yeah. Like, we'll talk about it again in the next book uh, somewhat, but it's just wild to me that they care so much about that attention even though they've already decided they're the most popular and the prettiest and the coolest and all of that they still need more it's like this never-ending hunger they have to feed it's like (laughs) uh that line in clueless uh where paul rudd says to alicia silverstone if you did something that wasn't 90 percent selfish i'd drop dead with shock and she went oh that's reason enough for me (laughs) And it's like pretty much sums up the unicorns, really, doesn't it? Very true. Bless them. We do love them. Yeah, they're idiots. <laughs> Sorry, I just found the part that I made me laugh the hardest. Jessica goes get her eyes checked, and Doctor Cruz, her doctor, comes in, and she's, I see, I can see fine, nothing's wrong. My parents are overreacting. I even see that picture of the dog on your desk. Is that your dog? Yeah, no, it's his grandson. <laughs> of course. A comedy basic. <laughs> I did love that quite a bit. <laughs> marvelous, marvelous. Yeah, really pieces of this book, but yeah, clearly we don't have a ton to say about the overall book. Just no. out of interest, does the Babysitters Club have this this episode in it? Because uh, you are right. I seem to remember like this being present in other things I've read and being equally fucked off about it there. I was just wondering because like, I know the Babysitter's Club is sort of like the alternate same age group series. I don't think the Babysitter's Club series itself has this, though there are characters who wear glasses. There was a spinoff series uh, called Babysitter's Little Sister, I think, that's about, this will mean nothing to Raven, but mm, it's about yeah. Karen Brewer, you know, Christy's at this point, soon to be stepsister. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, and I think she has, and she's six or seven or eight. I think she, when she first gets glasses, she has this sort of horrific thing. And she actually has to have two pairs of glasses, which was very weird. But mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah, I think that happens there, but I don't remember it happening in the babysitter's club, surprisingly. Ah. Uh. Maybe Raven's right, and it is just like the reverse. It's the answer to take your glasses off, shake your hair, and all of a sudden you're sexy. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah, the other side of that. That's interesting. Although I will say, um, I specifically chose the glasses I'm wearing now because I think they actually do look like naughty librarian glasses. Yeah, I think they're beautiful. They do. They do. They are my favourites. They're pretty delightful. Shall we move on then? (laughs) Yeah, because otherwise we're just going to end up talking about, like, something we did in 1994 rather than this book i was just going to go off on how people use glasses as a fashion accessory like glasses they need but how they could use that to show their personality but it really has nothing to do with the book and i'll just (laughs) ramble for half an hour so you know cool (laughs) now you said that i'm kind of like uh you know alex in orange is the new black it really pisses me off that she's constantly taking off her glasses and chewing them and moving them around i'm like just put them on your fucking face it's very clear that you don't need glasses because otherwise they'd be on your fucking face just leave them where they are (laughs) really angers Uh, me that's funny Uh, i have a friend who has heart-shaped glasses in a couple different colors. Actually, I have a couple friends that have the red version. But they're just, it's such a great example of their personality. They're bright and a little weird and just fun glasses. Nice. And so I love how, especially as these online glass companies have popped up, because you have so many options that you just don't have in the store displays, the people are really using them as a fashion piece as well as 
uh, a handicap accessory because I mean, that's what it is. It is a handicap. We just treat it as something that's so normal. Uh, But yeah, so I love that people can turn that into a personality thing. So see, Jessica, you could have made it really cool, but no, you had to whine and moan about it. Actually, there's another thing we should bring up. It's made very clear that Jessica only has to wear these for a couple of months to correct her vision. Because otherwise it would fuck up Sweet Valley High, which was already going for about 30 books at this time. And of course, she doesn't wear glasses because nothing so perfect as a Wakefield twin could ever need any kind of help it really pisses me off that she doesn't just suck it up because i'm like you are actively damaging your eyes like your doctor has repeatedly said if you don't wear your glasses it's going to get worse and you're going to need glasses for the rest of your life and she's like yeah well i'll show him i'm not going to wear them no that's showing yourself in fact it's not because you can't fucking see right is that actually a thing though that she could wear them for a few weeks i don't know when you have like a lazy eye, they, yeah, they put the patch over, stuff and yeah. force it to work. But I've never heard of anyone doing that where glasses will then fix your vision. So yeah, all right, listeners, if you know of anything like this, let me know because that sounds fake. <laughs> I mean, because when I got mine for the first time, I was told like, "Oh, only use them for board work." Like when you're in class but the thing is like the minute I took them off everything went fuzzy and I kept sort of like feeling really unsafe as I was walking between classes so I wore them all the time and they were like well you wore them all the time now you have to wear them all the time I'm like yeah tell me something I don't know I don't want to take them off because I like being able to see mine were just like yeah you'll be lucky if you don't go fully blind like well that's cool thanks (laughs) haven't gotten there yet though we'll see Raven's got google face Yes, that's correct. I'm on Quora about how to focus on stuff with glasses. Uh, if you have eyes that are a little weak and you recently got glasses, you should wear them everywhere. And my recommendation is to wear them only when you need them. And then it's, it goes on here. In order to focus on items that are close to you, the muscles supporting the lens of your eye tense up to change the shape of the lens, enabling you to focus on the close-up objects. To focus on far-away objects... The muscles need to relax, flatten in the shape of the lens, enable you to focus to infinity. If your eyes are still growing, which they would be at sort of Jessica's age, your body has a mechanism to control the growth of your eyeballs and keep your eyeballs shape correct. This involves the release of hormones when you have trouble focusing on items far away. These hormones slow down the eyeballs' growth to keep the the size and shape correct. When you wear glasses, it interferes with both of the above mechanisms. So... Wearing glasses will not correct your eyesight. Wearing glasses will help you, if you know what I mean. It will not make it... It won't cure it. It won't cure your eyesight. It'll actually inhibit the curing of it because huh. it, it does the hard work for the focusing for you so your eye doesn't have to use its muscles yeah. to, 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 to do the, the, the thing that it needs to do for, for clear development. Yeah, there we I'm go. also really intrigued that it's the uh, your eyes supposed to relax to see stuff far away. Yeah, I'm so tense my eyes can't even relax properly because that's <laughs> what I can't see is distance. Oh, in that case, can you not do magic eye posters? I cannot actually. I can't do them either. I have never seen one. It actually. I'm so glad you said that because I have literally never understood why I can't. And now I do. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) I had a friend who uh, back in school, back when Magic Eye was sweeping the nation, like circa 92 or whatever. And her eyesight was so shit that all she would do is like 
raise her at glasses and look at something and go, oh, a bow. And then just like, you know, she she wouldn't even take them off. She'd just like raise them like a couple of centimetres. Oh, oh, it's a cat. Well, God damn, that's awesome. <laughs> like her eyesight was so shit, like because short-sighted people right. just naturally are really good at it. Although I couldn't do it until um, a friend of mine had a framed photo um, and I looked at my reflection in the glass. She was like, look at your reflection and just keep looking at your reflection. And then I was like, oh, my God, it's a purple unicorn. I mean, it literally was a purple unicorn. I'm not making that up to go with this podcast. <laughs> it literally was a purple unicorn. I might have let that go as truth until you had to defend it. And now I think <laughs> you're lying. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've, I've tried all those things. Like, you know, let your eyes relax, look through it, look at your reflection, never. So now I, yeah, my eyes just can't relax enough to do it. Yeah, maybe try without your contacts as well. Oh, I have. Oh, okay. Not a... In that case, maybe just get cataclysmically stoned. Tried that too. <laughs> <laughs> and drunk. I really, it really bothers me that I've never been able to see them. Which, of course, makes her tense. Yes, that's a fair point but yeah so that's that is i did not know that about the weird home uh the weird hormone thing which yeah really freaking weird that's cool though yeah interesting but it means that jessica's thing is just pretty much absolutely false yeah (laughs) awesome why even so they really did shoehorn this story and just to have a oh my god glasses are terrible story yeah She's already not wearing them as a teenager. Yeah. I always forget that that series existed before this. Like, because we're reading it this way, I kind of forget that they're having a right to stuff that's going to happen that's already happened. I don't know. I, it just feels like a, a pointless book, an out of place book. It just, yeah. it really didn't serve any purpose. It pissed me off. Um, I thought it was insulting because I'm fairly certain that. A sizable chunk of the population wears glasses, even at, you know, at tween age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sort of having an entire book where Jess goes, you're a fucking waste of humanity. You're ugly as fuck. No one will ever date you. Kill yourself. Right. It's just like, yeah. even if the moral of the story is, oh, no, if you're actually like super hot before you wear glasses, you will still be super hot. But you fat girl, Lois Waller, die in a fucking fire, you specky fatty. <sighs> Yeah, I just thought it was a shit book. It was a shit decision to put it in. It it was like even Team Grapplegate, like they put some nice touches in it, but that is rolling a turd in glitter rather than polishing right. it. Yeah. It's still shit. Yeah. But I so when you first started this recording this episode and you let us know how much you hated it, I was surprised. I didn't expect you to have hated it so much. But now looking at it with that idea that that's why it has to be this limited time she's wearing it because we already know that she's not wearing them in sweet valley high this feels so fucking pointless yeah like it literally feels like something they threw in just to fill a book and that's annoying like i am reaching your levels of annoyance now because because it never comes back like i think about 15 books later uh someone makes a comment of like jessica had to wear glasses for a short period of time but doesn't now because she's hot Unlike you, they Lois Waller, with your glasses. It in the next book, but that's, I mean, obviously that's as far as I've read. They do briefly mention it in the next book, which surprised me <laughs> that it even got a mention there. But uh, yeah, just pointless. Just a waste of my time, a waste of your time, even a waste of like our re- readers' time. Although I like to believe the three of us are funny enough to carry this bullshit. I'm sure I we think are. We make things better. <laughs> 
Okay, well, I think we've definitely tackled this book now. Yeah. So, should we move on to Bleak Valley? Bleak Valley, indeed. Thoughts on Bleak Valley, people? I know this is the joke, but I really don't have anything. I didn't even <laughs> before I was annoyed by the book. And now that I'm annoyed by it, I have even less. Like, I just, I do not, I do not see how it fits in in any way that makes sense. Ha. Huh. I would possibly say that maybe Bleak Liz is having eyesight problems from being hit around the head. I don't know whether it's actually her eyes or whether it's like they've done some damage to her. And she's just having real problems seeing. And so she lies down and she was like, Maybe I need glasses. Like, how would Jessica feel if she got glasses? And it's just a little story to cheer herself up and take herself away from the pain. And that's why it's just so pithy and out of place. And it's just, I can't really see. I'd like to be able to see. I wish I was Jessica because she's cool. Cool people don't like glasses. It could be that she's strained her eyes in the dark, you know, in the sort of semi-darkness, reading the pamphlets or the, the crap that's shoved under a door. Which is their only form of entertainment, rather than being having, injured. You know, injured, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, well, that, that 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 is fair. But everyone's right. It just it doesn't fit. I mean, I really like what you said, Dove. That it's it is one of those. We I feel like we briefly mentioned this maybe last year, where at least one book kind of felt like she just needed a break from all the other stuff, and so this was just a little story she spun for herself. So I like that, but it doesn't really feel like the Bleak Valley we've all come to know and love. Like, that's just such an easy, oh, here it is. It, that's really the most logical version, but it doesn't hit all the darkness that we've been pulling out. Maybe. Um, we don't, we never do this, but maybe she's already, at the time she tells this story, she's already living the next book and she can't deal with it yet. Oh, that's interesting. She's just like, and she saw one of those rom-coms where an ugly girl gets pretty by taking her glasses off. And she's like, oh, what if I did the reverse? Like, just like, don't look at the other thing that's really happening. I don't know what the Bleak Valley um, implications of the next book is, but the next book in itself is quite a very special episode, really. Yeah, it is. Huh. That's interesting. Like, this is... How this is her escape. Yeah, this is her breather episode. Yeah, interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I like that. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I guess not every book can hit. I mean, obviously, not every book hits with us as readers. And so not every story within Bleak Valley is really going to hit as something that makes a ton of sense. Sometimes we have books that themselves basically slot into bleak valley but uh not always yeah i think unless raven hits it out of the park with another oh christ i'm just gonna have to just sit under a desk and weep i'll just go with this is her breather episode because she's already living next week's book 
Yeah, that's fair. Well, it could be. I mean, this isn't like massive and horrible and you know vicious and vindictive, but maybe he says that. No, no, maybe she wears glasses and they've been broken because she's been fell down the stairs or you know been pu- pushed around or or even just like the sibling could have just snapped them. But where would she have got them from if she's always living under the stairs and no one really knows she exists? Right, like I have a really hard time in that well first of all yeah with the not knowing she exists how would they have even taken her to the optometrist but even then i have a hard time picturing them paying for anything like that for her that's fair but i mean i don't know you can buy glasses from the pound shop you can buy prescription glasses from the pound shop in in britain i don't know can you not buy glasses at walmart like readers and stuff like that. Maybe reading glasses. I don't know how big it was back then. You can now sometimes, some places have them. So yeah, I guess it's possible they got her not prescription, just the like little reading glasses that you choose whatever works best for you, I guess. <laughs> There's like six glasses and you try them all on. Yeah. So yeah, that's fair. Maybe they got her. Though, I mean, it's, that's pretty cheap. So maybe they would have spent that much on her. I don't know. But then again... Would they have cared? I mean... Yeah, like, uh, is there anything that she could use the readers for that would benefit <laughs> them? Maybe she tried to poison them with bleach. <laughs> she was in the kitchen and she was like, yeah, I'm going to kill them. And she tried to poison them with bleach. And then they found out before she drank it, before they drank it. And she went, oh, sorry, yeah. I, I-, I couldn't read what it said on the bottle. I thought this was squash. <laughs> <laughs> with that that's yes she got glasses because she tried to kill them and wrote it off as oh i just couldn't see sorry yeah Yeah, that'd be quite funny oh my god yeah raven you're rubbish (laughs) (laughs) doesn't it's not all bleak it's still bleak but it's funny dark dark humor is the best humor yeah yeah when we laugh at bleak valley that's the best time Marvellous. Okay, should we move on on from Bleak Valley now then? Yes, I guess we are going to rate the book. Yes. Yes, we are. I'm not sure I can do the hand motions here because I've got a cat trying to sit on my arm. But (laughs) Can you do one-handed? I will do (laughs) one-handed. Okay, the ratings of the book are stupendous, good, meh, bad, kill it with fire. So, who wants to go first? You want to you. go first because Do you're I? in charge of the podcast. Yes, that, that makes sense. Okay. I'm actually going with a kill it with fire. I I was like, wow. Damn. I was that annoyed. I mean, I might have been kinder to it if I hadn't had to recap it. But, you know, when you take it personally, when you get a shit book, like, for example, Ithig, which Raven <laughs> has been bitching about since, like, since nearly a year. Since you it onto my life. Yeah. Okay, whatever. If you put it in my hand and said, read this, this is good. You'll enjoy this one, Raven. It's good. It's about language and words. Stop killing Dove. I mean, <laughs> Wing. I think stop killing Dove, too. You can't remember who you are. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, this is a genuinely awful book. Doesn't help that I'm very pro-glasses. I like glasses on me. I like them on people. I like them on my husband because he looks cute in them. I like it when celebrities wear glasses instead of contacts. I'm pro-glasses. So an entire book of a character I love just going, people who wear glasses are losers. Fuck off and die. At least I'm real. That was a beat down. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, fiction. (laughs) 
you really do feel strongly about this book. I love it. I do. And it's it's just bollocks. There are a few tiny bits that that put it in a high kill it with fire, but let's face it, it's still on fucking fire. Like you can't really do a small amount of kill it with fire. It it's pretty binary. Wound it with fire. <laughs> it's your flamethrower rather than the big flamethrower. Char it with fire. Yeah, basically, we're burning it with a candle instead of a bonfire. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. it's Jessica's whining. It's boring. I don't give a shit. The continuity error that, that Wing mentioned, I hadn't even noticed that in my rage. It's the fact that having to wear glasses to correct her vision for a few months is just bullshit. It's the fact that Sweet Valley High had been going for 30-odd books. Well, pretty much more at this point, probably nearer 100 Mm. And she doesn't wear glasses, so it didn't need to be here. It's the fact that she was told she has to wear glasses or her eyesight will get worse. And she's like, you know what? I'm not going to wear them. Don't want to look like a nerd. It's just everything's shit. I hate it. Fucking kill it. Fetch me my lighter, Raven. Nice. Fair enough. Yeah. So, Raven. Okay. I will rate this as a bad book. I'm not going to go down as far as Kill It With Fire because I've recapped worse books than this. And I'm sure there are going to be worse books in, in, than this in, in the future. And I don't personally feel as strongly pro-glasses as Dove does. So I can understand why Dove's rating was a little lower than mine and she had the gasoline and the matches out ready to torch the entire thing but yeah mid mid level bad there were a few nice bits but it's right in saying that the the, the a plot is just jessica whining Mm. and i'm like yeah as as i said earlier i quite enjoyed the way her short-sightedness was demonstrated i thought that was actually okay but the whole repercussions of that was just like yeah whatever so yeah bad i'm afraid sorry grapplegate can't believe i have the highest rating on this book did not see that coming uh i would give it a low meh i it would have been a solid meh just i was bored didn't really care except now i'm annoyed that it was completely pointless within the overall series and the high school version series but yeah still just a low meh didn't care enough to hate it also, the only thing in its favour, except for Liz's pompadour, which is fabulous and pointless, is the fact that it gives an awesome bit of foreshadowing to Sweet Valley Confidential, which obviously I can't explain what it is. <sighs> well, thanks. Every three books you bring out Sweet Valley Confidential, I kind of want to set you on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in 2035, or whenever we get around to this, cool. I'm going to be like, hey, the one redeeming effect, uh, factor of this book was... You really better be taking notes on all these things you keep wanting to tell us, because I will hold you to it when I'm 500 years old and we finally get there. Well, I just assumed you put it in your planner, because, like, you know, you're that organized. Well, I mean, I guess I could write down which book it is, but since I don't actually know what you want to reference, it's a little hard for me to write it down. (laughs) Just throwing that out there. (laughs) Okay, so overall, low meh, bad, and kill it with fire. This has been the worst book we've read for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah, well, 
I did want to save Kill It With Fire for something amazingly bad. But to be honest, I think we've gone past like some of the genuine worst. And I didn't want to just keep holding on to it. I knew one of us would have to break it in. And I didn't think we'd all agree. Like I thought, I mean, we may universally agree that something was stupendous, like Carnival Ghost, but I thought it'd be very subjective what we hate. So, and like I said, this is the first time I felt genuinely offended that my time was being wasted with a book in this series. And not in a fun way. Kill it with fire on. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one for you. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas others may just find it, you know, innocuous, just like, you know, it it was a book. It happened. It's kind of like Amy moves in. Nobody gives a shit. I mean, I might have been angry if I had to recap it, but I read it in like 20 minutes. So, you know, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) not a huge amount of my time wasted. Unlike if I had to recap it. Yeah. Do we reckon that we have said all we can say about this delightful waste of pages and about glasses apparently so yeah i don't know if there's much else we could talk about with that i don't know maybe they could have had a little scene where Stephen was saying so what do you need glasses for and his dad goes look Stephen, you know that if you carry on doing what you're doing in your bedroom you're gonna go blind <laughs> that would have been quite fun but then they would have to acknowledge that kids masturbate and there's no what? way that what? was happening no 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 he's reading in the dark what are you talking about <laughs> my god you've got a filthy mind oh my god I unbelievable hate you so much. <laughs> i hate you so much that was beautifully done <laughs> Oh, you're a bag of dicks. <laughs> yeah, imagine being married to him. God, no. <laughs> okay. Take us to the end, then? I think I will. Let's let's do this. Um, so, yeah, we're going to wrap this up, having talked about glasses for, like, four hours. So, thanks for listening, and see you next time. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Sweet Valley Online podcast about book number 47, Jessica's New Look, recorded on the 28th of April, 2018. Join us next time to discuss Mandy Miller Fights Back. You can access all of our past recaps and podcasts at sweetvalley.online, a member of the nostalgicbookshelf.com network. Check us out on facebook.com forward slash sweetvalleyonline or tumblr at sweetvalleyonline.tumblr.com. Our music is supplied by Stuart Taylor and he can be contacted on taylorstuart602 at gmail.com for all of your musical needs. We can be found on Twitter under sweetvalley underscore, which is me, Dove, Devil's Elbow Pod, which is Wing, and bookshelf underscore Raven for Raven. Next week we'll be talking about Mandy Miller Fights Back and until then... Wear glasses or don't. Fuck you. Who cares? <laughs>